no, no plunder on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the 40 Yard Switch. We initially thought this episode was going to be uh, coming out uh, the same week that the World Cup started, but we're a little bit ahead of schedule. Um, oh, sorry, yeah, I'm Jasper Woodson and he's Wilbur Kudelix. How are you, man? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Yeah, we, we got a little bit too excited. Um, but we also should have known because we're going to the Matildas send-off game on Friday. So yeah, um, so yeah, look, just I think common sense. Between one, between between the both of us, there's three brain cells. Yeah, we haven't quite figured it out. But anyway, dumb and dumber. Yeah, we, we we dig uh, exactly as Roy Keane would call them. Um, but we digress. So we are here this weekend, this week, uh, to give you our predictions for the Women's World Cup. We've given you. A preview of all the groups and the play and the players to watch and etc. But this week it's the big the big one. It's the who we think is going to win. Who do we think is going to uh, who are the, who's the who which team do we think they're going to beat in the final? So the runner up. Uh, we've got what, what team is a potential dark horse that you know might not be a favourite to win, but we think could 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 be there. And then we've also got a a surprise team, not a team that we think is going to win, but just a team that we think will exceed expectations. Uh, and then we've got three, our three predictions for the player awards, um, player of the tournament, golden boot, and young player of the tournament. We haven't done golden glove just because I feel like it's hard, it, it, again, it's a, it's a clean sheet award, which is just hard to predict in these international tournaments. And it's also, I don't know. This, is that how it always is? Like, yeah. most, yeah, it's, it's a weird one. Yeah. I think, I mean, nowadays there's... I mean, the number of stats that I looked at has kind of exploded. Um, and I suppose it's it's hard to change, like, best goalkeeper to, like, I don't know, best... What, what, what did you say it was? What do you mean? Expected goals, like, stopped. Oh, expected goals over attempt or something like that. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's tough. Like, And all, all you just, like, base it on, like, you know, combined performances and stuff like that. It's hard, but yeah. Yeah. So we're we're gonna leave that one, but like, it, it, it'll probably be one of the goalkeepers that makes it to the latter end of the tournament. Mm. If we're honest, goalkeepers do so much more these days as well. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Hard to grade. Mm. Um. But yeah. So we've also done to help us predict our uh, winners and uh, or to help us predict all of the team awards. Really, we've done a bracket for how we think all the groups are gonna finish up. Um, and then how to pick it, and then then from that it's generated what the round of sixteen games would be if our group stage predictions uh, come true. So then we've predicted who's going to win those round of sixteen games, and then et cetera, et cetera, quarterfinals, semifinals, final. So we're going to go through that first, I reckon. Just compare how we think it's going to unfold, and then that'll lead to our first award, which is uh, the winner of the World Cup. <laughs> So, so, so how we're doing it, we're going to go through group standings or just who's progressing from... Yeah, let's just refresh group standings. Okay. I've got it in front of me here. So so I've got, um, for group A, yep. I've got Norway, Switzerland, New Zealand, Philippines. Yep, same. Yeah. 
at Goobie. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I, we, we spoke about how that one's, you know, there's, there's potential for New Zealand to... for upsets in that group. But yeah. I think, yeah, Norway are clearly the best. And yeah. yeah. Like New Zealand in front of a home crowd may surprise some people, but without a, without a win ever in the World Cup, it would have to be a pretty big surprise. But it's not out of the question, but mm. yeah. Uh, for Group B, I've got Australia, Canada, Nigeria, Republic of Ireland. Me too. Yeah, there you go. It could be, this could be quite similar because we have already done these before in the past two weeks, but we're just going to rush through them. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty cut and dry. Australia and Canada are pretty easily the two best teams in that uh, group. Yeah, I think, yeah, again, it, it could take something sort of special for Nigeria to get through, but they do have... Uh, Oshawala, uh, I think her name is, mm-hmm. um, who's yeah one of the most decorated African women's footballers of all yeah. time. So yeah. Uh, See, two. I've got so I've gone, I've changed since You've when I predicted rogue. it. Yeah, gone rogue. Um, I've now picked Spain to go through top. Yep. Uh, followed by Japan, Costa Rica, and Zambia. That's what I've got. Yeah. yeah. So initially, yeah, I had. Japan first and then Costa Rica going through and ahead of Spain. Rogue Spain missing mm. out, but yeah. you've changed your tune. <laughs> I mean, probably... Something f- to do with my player pick. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Or my, my, you know, my short list of player picks. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Well, yeah, I've got the same there. Um, again, um, is is like without watching a whole heap of Japanese women's football, um, like just purely based off ranking and how they've performed in qualifying, um, I'm putting them above... Costa Rica and Zambia. <clears throat> Group D uh, got. I've this is potentially con, 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 contentious. I've got England, China, Denmark, Haiti. I've got the same. You got the same. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. There's our first upset, guys. <laughs> potentially, um, even though I'm pretty sure China is only ranked one below Denmark in the world ranking, so it's not that much of an upset if it happens, but. Hmm. Yeah, I think just for Denmark to go out of the group stage is is is, is a you know mm. a bit of a shock in itself. I think if it was like the last World Cup where it was like the four best third place teams go through, then uh, it it like this is probably a group where that would happen. Mm. But it's not. So yeah, I do think as well England's injury list like could become. It could like it does have the potential. Like when we're thinking about it, like there are players who can come in and. Um, you know, sort of mature in the squad like uh, Toon and Rousseau and stuff, but um, yeah, it still could be very yeah. tricky with them. I think them. I think England getting out, it won't affect them getting out of the group at as top of the group, but I I I, I have got it affecting them in the latter stages of the yeah. tournament. Yeah. All right, Group E, Wilbur, take us away. Group E, I've got the US of A. Yep, Netherlands, Portugal, and Vietnam coming yep. in fourth. Yeah, this is another one that's like. There is a potential for Portugal to upset, but again, having never played in the World Cup before, um, and like the Netherlands being, and Netherlands and the US being a little bit of a state of flux, maybe. But again, I don't really see it. The, the overall quality of both of those two teams too good for yeah um, Portugal and definitely Vietnam. Yeah, because it's the two most recent finalists, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's going to be tricky. Um, and Netherlands underperformed at the Euros, but yeah. they've still got still very good wealth of talent. All right, uh, Group F. I've got France, Brazil, Jamaica, Panama. Me too. Yeah, 
Have we haven't had a single no <laughs> difference yet? And we and we we haven't discussed outside of discussing the groups when we did it two last two weeks. We haven't talked about this during the week, so mm. it's pretty impressive. Again, impressive. yeah, this one like Brazil have I think will be a bit will be better than uh, will will be good because it's Marta's last last dance, if you will. Mm. Um, but I do think France is just a better overall team, uh, and then yeah, Jamaica. Only in the second ever World Cup. Um, really good striker, Jamaica, but outside of that, not really sure. And then, yeah, Panama in their first World Cup, just a bit too soon for them, I think. Yeah, I think, I think like we've said, like having a good striker is one thing, but, um, you know, to get through 90 minutes against France and Brazil, yeah, um, you need a more structure of a team. Yeah, exactly. Apparently, wait, you, you might have reported on this in the analysis, but Katoto... Is, is out. Oh, is she out? Yeah, she's out. Oh, no, yeah, I did not I know saw, about that. I just saw that, yeah. Oh, was she not named in the squad? No, I don't think so. Okay. I'm glad you told me that because I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> but I still, I still think France is going to win the group, though. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, they've got players who can step in for her, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah, obviously that is a big... That's a big loss. Um, group G. I have Sweden, uh, Italy... Argentina and then uh, South Africa. Yep. Same here. Same. This is a bit tricky for the second and third spot. I think it's a bit closer. But um, yeah, Sweden, easy number one in that one. Yeah. I've got I've got Sweden going pretty deep in this tournament. I reckon they're going to be very good. Mm. Yeah, I think it it is difficult with Italy and Argentina. I think Argentina for me, like a bit of an unknown quantity but um and Italy obviously struggled at the Euros mm. um so yeah I'm not sure on this one but yeah yeah and then uh group B H I've got Germany Colombia South Korea Morocco okay I've got South Korea second okay our first differing <laughs> okay very interesting very very interesting but um, what's your my reasoning isn't a whole lot i don't really know much about either of the teams but i'm just following what uh the odds i've saw about columbia being like top in the top 15 or top 12 teams that are odds on favorite to win it yeah win the whole thing so i was like okay someone someone more knowledgeable than i must know something about the colombian team so that's purely what i'm basing it off I'm not a gambling man, but you know. Yeah, it's hard. So they're like you know, like co- like continental cup wise, they both lost in 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 their respective finals. Mm. Um, most recently, I think I've just got Korea going through. I don't know when I was looking at kind of key players. They they seem to have like one of the, like one of the more established women's footballers. Yeah. Um, in uh, uh, Ji So Yun. So yeah, that's my. No, I back it. That's my rationale. All right, round, round of sixteen. Round of sixteen. This is where we could start to differ a bit more. All right. So we've got the same lineup for the first one: Norway versus Japan. Japan. Yeah. yeah. We should have the, all of the same except for France versus Colombia. You should have France versus South Korea. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, Norway, Japan. Um. I've got i'm actually just because of based of my uh awards i'm gonna change my tune on this one i've got norway going through against japan 
I've got Japan. Yeah, I had Japan. Japan. I had Japan, but then I changed my mind like a little bit ago. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. I think yeah, definitely wasn't obviously super convinced with Norway at the Euros. Um, Japan just, I don't know, have a good history at, at Women's World Cups. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. That all of that's really good reasoning, and that's why I had Japan initially. But then I w- then so spoiler alert: Norway are my dark horse. Oh, okay. And I was like, and like I don't like nec- only for the simple fact that like with all the talent in their squad, if they can put it together, they could be really good. Mm. But it's a big if. Yeah, but so that's why they're my dark horse for like if they manage to like get it all to work, they'll be very good. Yeah, but they didn't get it to work at the Euros, so I'm not 100. percent But yeah, I've got no way of beating Japan yeah. if my dark horse prediction is going to come true. <laughs> nice. Um, all right, next Spain versus Switzerland. I've got Spain going through. Yeah, I've got Spain as well. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of cut and dry that one. I think despite the dysfunction, I think Spain. Is- much better than Switzerland. Yeah. Um, next, I've got United States beating Italy. Another pretty. Yeah, I, I think the yeah the the sort of golf in, in in quality there and just yeah pedigree at women's World Cups. Yeah, four four too hard four cha- four time champion. Yeah. yeah. Um, next one, Sweden versus Netherlands. I have the Netherlands going Ooh, through. Ooh, I have Sweden going through. <laughs> Probably alluding to. Before when I said I've got Sweden going quite deep in this tournament, um, yeah, no, I think I think with the Netherlands just being a bit of an unknown and missing Miedemar, um yeah, I'm just not sure if they'll be able to match the might and the will and the the form of Sweden. I know Sweden lost four 0 to Australia in a friendly recently, but that's a friendly, so I don't really yeah hold that too much weight to that. Yeah, I think what's what's Netherlands the key player again? Lika Martins. Daniel van der Donk, Sharita Spitzer. Wasn't there... Anyway. <laughs> Miedemar, Gerard. Wait, so is, is, is Miedemar out? Yeah. True. Yeah, she, got, she did her ACL. That makes it interesting. Um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Netherlands. Fair um, enough. Yeah, obviously did very well at the last tournament. Yeah. So, yeah. Match 53. I've got the, the Aussies. Beating China, yeah. yeah I think I, I think um, on quite a few occasions I've sided with my heart. Um, I feel like this in, is. In, I feel like Australian. Is, they matches. are. They would be the favourite in this contest too, though. So I think that's not too. Mm. But yeah, yeah. I mean, recent form. Even though China recently won the the Asian Cup, yeah, Australia, yeah, do seem to be hitting it at the right time. Yeah. No, no. I got the same thing. Uh, next round of sixteen contest. I've got despite the injuries, England beating Canada. Yeah, I've got the lionesses yeah. winning. Too. Again, this is maybe influenced a little bit by my heart uh, over my yeah. head. Uh, Canada are a very good footballing side, but despite the the three key injuries, England are still the European champions um, with arguably the best coach in world football at the moment. So, yeah, um, I still I back us against the Canadians. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. Um, all right, well then, yeah, in this one, you've got France versus South Korea. I've got France versus Colombia. So this is... Both picking France on this one, yeah, right? Picking yeah. France, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, we, we saw in the Euros how much talent France have in their squad, even without Kotodo. Yeah, it's gonna be very difficult. Yeah, big time for either Colombia or South Korea. Yeah, no, I agreed. Um, okay, we might differ here. We also might not. Uh, I've got Germany beating Brazil. 
I've got Germany as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I honestly, I, I was. I know Brazil are good, and it's Marta's last, Marta's last dance and everything. But Germany was so impressive at the Euros, yeah. and I think they'll be out with a point to prove. Especially Pop will be out with a point to prove after missing the final. Yeah. And I, I like. Yeah, I think they'll be very, very good in this tournament. I do too. I just think you know, as a, I think Brazil seem to have like a lot of like flair and like. Um, they obviously got Marta as well. She's like on on the way out though. She's like yeah, fairly... and she's returning from her ACL injury uh, that she only like past few like month or so. Yeah, I just think, yeah, the the way Germany performed at the Euros was ridiculously yeah. impressive. And if Pop stays fit the whole time, I think, I think this will be close though because I do think Brazil's coach that they've had in the in the last three or four years has uh, and the, how they performed in the Copa America is a lot more pragmatic and a little bit less like flamboyant yeah, play style. Okay. But I still think Germ- Germany beats Brazil in a pragmatic approach off. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, quarterfinals, where it's getting spicy. So you have Norway versus the States. Yeah. And despite my pick of Norway to be dark horse, this is where I see them falling. I think the States, despite uh, their, you know, kind of state of flux with some of their aging stars and their new guard, I think they're still obviously very, very good and they'll beat Norway. Yeah. I also have the States beating uh, Japan. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next game. All right, so you've got Netherlands versus Spain. I've got Spain versus Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. I have uh, Spain winning this one. Interesting. I've got Sweden beating Spain. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do think, yeah, Patea's coming back into the side after missing, um, after missing the Euros. Yeah. Um, they've obviously got their like new striker on the scene in uh, Selma uh, Paruyuelo. Paruyuelo, yeah. Um, yeah. Despite my prediction in in the first episode where we were, where we were covering this, I think despite the turmoil as well, I don't know. I just think the, the quality of players they have in their squad. Um, they'll be able to overcome the Netherlands. The term, the turmoil for me is the, is the deciding factor. I just think that there's a little bit too much dysfunction, whereas Sweden, they don't think there's any. So yeah, uh, yeah. So I've got pick Sweden. Fair enough. All right, we've got Australia versus France. This this like potentially could become a little bit clearer after Friday, but um, for now I've got Australia beating France. Yeah, I've got the Matildas. Yeah, I've got the Matildas on home. I think so- that you know this one's really for me. It's a coin flip a bit. Yeah, yeah, it's a coin flip. Um, yeah, there's lots of quality in both squads. I think, like, maybe the other factor is the home soil thing. Yeah. Um, I think definitely. Like, like, I know France went out in the round of 16 on home soil in 2019, but I do also think Australian teams perform so much better on home soil yeah. than most other nations. We are flat track. We are home, home track bullies yeah. <laughs> in most sports. Yeah. Um, all right, and finally, England so you, versus Germany. Yeah, I've got I've got the Germans. Yeah, I got the Germans too. The Germans. I think I think this is where they get revenge. Yeah, yeah. they get their revenge. Um, with, with a you know potentially if Pop's still in it with a potentially a stronger side that that they brought to the Euros final and yeah. England with a slightly depleted one. So. Yeah, no, I think that's the same thing. Same sort of thinking. I think it's essentially it's it's a Euro final rematch, but. England's a bit more undermanned than the Germans are, and the Germans will probably be 
just a little like, like maybe not but a little bit tiny bit more up for it because there's that whole like you know we came so close in the Euros I think for sure I think yeah. for sure that'll be playing into it like yeah. like, like the Eng- English will have their own motivation because they've never won a World Cup before but yeah there's like you always kind of want to get one over the team that beat you especially if it was recently hmm. alrighty semi-finals this will set up for me, a USA versus Sweden semi-final, but a USA versus Spain semi-final for you. So what's your pick? I've got the States. I've States got Sweden. Oh, really? The States. Yep, this is where I think that slight, that little period of flux and some of the stars that were so impressive, like Megan Rapino, who won player of the tournament in 2019. She's announced she's retiring after this. Um, so I think... Yeah, I just think in, in the changing of the guard, I don't know. I, I I'm I'm back in Sweden in this one. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. Just something. Something. This is the Swedish team over like the past two times I've I've seen them. Like they haven't won the Euros or the Olympics, but they just looked very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it just might click for them here. Yeah. So yeah, I've got them beating the States. I think for me this one. Is is just about the sta- the states just being too good and yeah Spain with I suppose I think if though if Spain get this far in the tournament probably the the, the whatever's hanging over them before the tournament will have gone yeah but I just think um, yeah the states just the experience at this stage in the tournament will be yeah yeah will get them over the line all right the Matildas versus Die Mannschaft. I'm picking the Matildas. Interesting. I've got the Germans. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this is one where, to be honest, it, it's probably not as much on a knife edge as Australia, France. Like, I'd, no. I'd, I, if I'm thinking a bit more rationally, then I'd probably say Germany do have the stronger chance, but oh, I want the Matildas to win. So yeah. I'm with I that. think I just don't quite have the same level of, like, uh, um, Aussie pride, patriot, patriotic <laughs> connection to the Matildas, like I don't to the Socceroos. Yeah, um, yeah. So I feel like I'm thinking a little bit more with my head here, and Germany are a better team, and they've impressed me more in an international tournament more recently. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've got the Germans. Yeah. All right. Where's so that's so if you would set up a USA versus Australia final, and for me, I've got a Sweden versus Germany final. Yeah, so I'm yeah I'm picking the Australians to win. Oh, Australians go all the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, nah, nice. It would be a fitting story. Yeah, it'd be a fitting it, story. It, it'd be a, it'd be such a good story. Um, yeah, so that's what I want yeah. to say. So that's what I'm picking. Uh, I've got the Germans making up for the heartbreak of a year ago and going all the way. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think that's. A, I, think I think you kind of could have seen that coming with my yeah. predictions. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, I've been told by a person who I um. Uh, sort of write with it the blog that I write for this, this is potentially a bit of a bold pick but um, Germany to win yeah mm. and like that may be the case but I don't I feel like surely not that much has changed since the Euro final a, year, literally, a literal year ago and uh, Alex Pop's 32 I don't think she, I think she's still at the top of her game uh, if she stays healthy throughout the whole tournament yeah I think they've got as much a chance as anyone mm. yeah yeah, looking at the um, number of people um, using this World Cup tracker, yeah, the most have picked the United States, thirty-one percent. Yep. England, twenty-two percent. Yep. And Australia and Germany both have nine percent. Yeah, uh, I can see that. Picked. Yeah. So we're not we're not that far off. Mm. 
All right. So, yeah, they're bold picks. Yeah. But um, that's what we're here for. But if like, hey, you can you can return to this if we were correct in, in a month and a bit's time. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Anyway, let's get on to the individual awards. Um, all right. So, you can probably tell from the theme of our predictions where some of these are going to go. Uh, oh, sorry, no, let's finish off the teams. So, um, winner Germany, obviously, Sweden, obviously, runner-up. Uh, Dark Horse, Norway. My surprise team is Colombia. I think just, yeah. Uh, yeah, them getting out of the group over South Korea is potentially going to be a surprise. And then, look, I don't, like, it's it's hard to pick, like, a surprise team because I feel like, based off how I, what, how the Euros went and also how the women's, the last Women's World Cup went, the like most of the teams that make it into the round of 16 are the top 16 ranked teams in the world or yeah. they're all close to maybe give or take one or two and it's hard to really pick against and then the ones that go through to this, the quarterfinals are generally in the top eight top ten so it's hard to really pick against any of the any pick a surprise team that's gonna realistically beat one of those better teams hmm. yeah yeah but yeah, I've got. If if anyone's going to be surprised, I picked Colombia. Just based, again for the same reason I said about them um, getting out of the group, which is because someone smarter than me thinks they're potentially a smoky to win it. So yeah, no, good shout, good shout. I th- yeah, I've got obviously Australia winning the United States as the runner-up. Um, the dark horse is Spain, and like that's maybe a bit of a weird pick for dark horse because it's Spain, but. Yeah. I think they're definitely an outside. I think chance with the dysfunction, win. it's definitely uh, a, a valid pick. Yeah, like, I think, like I world think... ranking aside, is like, like there's a whole lot of behind the scenes stuff in that, that team. Yeah, they're definitely an outside chance to win. But like, I think I was, as I was just saying, then like when I was looking at the semi-final, United States uh, versus Spain, like I think United States will win, but you know that one is very close. Yeah, and yeah, again, if they get that far, the worries were about what happened. With, before the World Cup are gone, are going to be very, very yeah. long gone. Think of the past. Um, and then, yeah, you know, like out of the other people that they could face um, in the final, like that they could also win that match. So, yeah, yeah. Spain, Dark Horse. Surprise. I also struggle with surprise, but I think I've, I've put Japan. Um, I think Japan making it to the quarterfinals is like is a bit of a surprise in itself. Yeah. Despite them having a you know, having won the World Cup um, relatively recently. Yeah. I think where they're at right now, making it to the quarterfinals. Yeah, a team ranked outside the, the top 10, making it to the top eight of a tournament. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, players awards. Uh, I'll lead us off. So with Germany winning it, my pick for player of the tournament is Alex Pop. Mm. Yeah. I don't think she's going to win the golden boot, but... Uh, but I do think she'll probably come close. But I think just her overall influence in Germany winning the entire thing will be what decides it for her. For her. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I think that's def- definitely a good pick. I've got uh, Puteus. Puteus. Um, it's not... Ballon d'Or winner, Puteus. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's not a particularly hot take. Um, I mean, coming off an injury, it kind of is. Well, not hot, but like it's not like a... You know what I mean? It's not like an oh, obvious take. Yeah. I mean, winning the winning the Ballon d'Or, winning a FIFA Women's Player of the Year, um, but yeah, in in my predictions as well, I've got them going deep and then potentially being a dark horse. And I think if they're going to do that, the the the, the person that's going to galvanise them 
out of the turmoil before the World Cup will be Puteus. Yep. So, yeah. All right, golden boot. I've got Sam Kerr. I think Australia will score a lot of goals in front of their home fans. And I think Sam's goal, Sam Kerr will score a lot of the goals that Australia score. And Australia will go deep enough for her to win the golden boot. Yeah. Um, I've surprisingly don't have Sam Kerr. Interesting. <laughs> Given that Australia are going to win. Uh, I've got Pop. Oh, um, yeah, nice. Yeah, as top scorer. Yeah. I rate it. Yeah. I think Pop will win an award, whether it's golden boot or player of the tournament. I think she'll yeah, definitely she's going to have a big tournament yeah. for sure. Uh, fingers crossed she stays fit though um, alright young player who this is I think we'll differ on this one surely um, yeah I think so yeah so I've got um, Selma oh pa- Paliwayo yeah, yeah nice yeah. How, so, young, how, how young is she she's 18 oh shit yeah she no. just debuted uh, late last year oh crazy okay scored yeah scored a hat trick on pick. debut against Argentina good pick um, again if Spain are going to go well she'll be you know, um, in amongst it. So, yeah. Right. My pick is Lauren James. Lauren James. I've, I picked her to be oh, like the player yeah. to watch for England. Yeah. Uh, she's 21. I checked just in case she was too old, but she's 21. She will be 21 till October. Um, so, yeah, I, just, I think I want, I've want. watched her in, in small parts this season. Electric dribbling ability. Um, can, got, a, got a good eye for goal um, as well. I think, yeah. Uh, I think... Despite me picking England to go out at the quarterfinal stage, I do think um, she'll have a big impact in the England team if she's if she's given the the reins to this is this is me kind of counting on her getting a fair bit of game time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's my pick. Yeah. There's actually not that many my, young players who will go deep enough in the tournament to get it. My other one, which I think is also. Like quite likely, potentially even more likely, yeah. uh, is uh, Lena Oberdorf. Oh, is she still under twenty one? She's twenty one. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, she she she's already yeah. won one young player. Yeah. No, yeah. I think she'll be a, have a big impact if um, Germany are going to win the whole thing, like I picked. Yeah, her well. and she'll she'll be in the team the yeah. whole time. And yeah, yeah. I think I'm also thinking with my heart a little bit too um, with yeah. the Lauren James pick, but screw it, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, did, did did you have any short list for for the for the other awards? Um like top 3. Uh for player of the tournament, uh Pop um Kerr and Rolfo from Sweden. Yeah. Yeah, true. Um Rolfo. Golden Boot, Kerr, Pop and probably also Oh, I know and Blackstenius probably. Yeah. Um, do you think do you think Russo will, will be in there for top scorer maybe yeah. yeah I think because now she'll be you know no more Ellen White true she'll be starting most games and she Every was game, so probably, good yeah, yeah. Oh, she's a good shot actually yeah probably I'd chuck her in there as well maybe over Baxtenius yeah and then young player yeah Lauren James uh, Oberdorf and probably Paraguayo as well Paraguayo yeah cool I've yeah I've Pateas Kerr um and Morgan just just you know had a ridiculous career so she's probably she's probably going to be in amongst it pop uh Kerr and Rousseau as as uh top goal scorers and good shout just the two for young player yeah nice Mm. okay so that's our predictions um I'm sure there'll be some contentious uh contention with our picks Uh, some of them some of you may 
quite a few of our listeners who probably all are all Australian, maybe maybe not unhappy with the fact that I haven't picked Australia to win at all. But that's what happens when you're not an Australian uh, football sporting fan. So sorry, but I'm not that sorry. <laughs> yeah, there's not there's not much mention of of much Matildas actually. You know, I mean apart from Kerr. Yeah. But like, there's a lot of good good, good talents in the Australian team, but not really any on Kerr's level. Yeah. Like Raz Razzo is Hayley Razzo's close, good, but, but like Kerr's like finished in the top three in the Ballon d'Or voting. Like yeah. she's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. If anyone's going to win an award, an individual award on the Australian team, it's going to be Kerr, I feel. Mm, yeah. Um, our leader. But yeah, that's our awards. Uh, I'll probably post a graphic about this tomorrow or Friday. Um, but if you're listening now, be sure to, if, if you disagree or you've got any thoughts, hit us up. Let us know. Let us know. Uh, all right. To round out the episode, we're going to, because we haven't talked about it for three weeks now, uh, there's been quite a bit happening in the the men's game in terms of the transfer market. Because uh, that football doesn't just stop for the Women's World Cup. There's plenty of other stuff going on. Uh, pre-season has uh, started, or pre-season training has started for most teams. But yeah, there's uh, six notable signings that we're going to go through. Uh, two of them for one club. Uh, sealed. Sealed signings, right? Uh, well, no. The two ones for Arsenal are not. Uh, right. signed but okay. like they've been here we go by Fabrizio yeah. and so like they're as good as done yeah so speaking speaking of that uh, Declan Rice and Jurian Timber to Arsenal following Kai Havertz's 65 or 60 million pound move so Timber is for a reported fee of up to 38 million pounds and Declan Rice obviously with the up to 105 million pounds with 100 guaranteed um, a world record English fee and a Arsenal club record fee. Uh, I mean, yeah, like money aside, pretty stoked on those two signings, to be honest. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, every, we all know how good Declan Rice is, but Jury and Timber, you know, was United's top centre-back target before yeah. they went for Lissandro Martinez last year. I'm not saying that Lissandro Martinez is or isn't better than Timber, but you can't, it's a fact that Timber was their first choice before Martinez. Yeah. Something that confuses me about Timber is the the final price tag because yeah obviously linked with the united last last um transfer window last summer transfer window um a lot of hype around him i remember leading into the euros mm. i'm just a bit surprised as someone so young a, a center back a highly rated young center back would be going for would be going for such a small fee yeah, in, I don't really in, get it either. The I think current market. He is in his last year of his contract, but I, yeah, I don't really understand it either. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm happy with it though. Yeah. Apparently, he like he's also very good at um, playing uh, on the right side as well. So it's like sort of just lots of options for Arteta. That you can go White on the right side, Timber on the right side, Tomiyasu on the right side, and then Timber can also Timber and White can also be competition for Saliba at centre back. Yeah. Uh, White because he's quite two footed can also be competition for Gabriel at centre back with Kivior. Um, Tommy Asu, Tierney, and Zinchenko all can compete to play left back. Um, so yeah, just, just lots of options at defence at Arsenal. So I'm very happy with that. And yeah, Declan Rice is yeah. And, Rice. and so how about the final price tag for Declan Rice? We've overpaid. Like, yeah. there's no denying that. I'm not. I'm happy to admit that. But I think when you think about it, like it's not just what he's worth and how much he's worth because he's English in the English league. It's also what he's worth 
for for West Ham to lose. Yeah, not just what he's worth because of how good a player he is. It's also the like what West the hole he leaves in the West Ham team is what we're compensating them for. Yeah, because he's probably a seventy eighty million pound player. Yeah. We're compensating West Ham for. Yeah, the, the hole that he leaves in that team. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, um, and especially when West Ham, you know, essentially in in the end narrowly avoided uh, relegation yeah. last season. It's a big, it's a massive potential price to pay. Um, yeah, and so, for yeah, West, West Ham, who are going to be in the Europa League next year as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, because they won the, the Conference, Conference League. league. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> but yeah, I'm hearing I mean, they ru- could be in trouble. Next. Hearing rumors that they're going to potentially like well, they're interested in Pelinha from Fulham, but Fulham want ninety million because obviously they know they just got a hundred million from Arsenal. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, again, like if it, if if we end up winning the league in the next three years, it's it's worth it. I don't really care. Even if we don't end up winning, like if, if he just plays well and and we're thereabouts in the title race for the next three years, yeah, I, I, I'm happy with it. Like, I th- yeah, I think the aspirations are yeah. Yeah, challenging for the league. The now. thing, the thing I'm I, I'm enjoying over the past two two transfer windows or t- past two seasons is just the manager finally getting back. So like, I'm, I, like people were going, oh, Arsenal fans shouldn't complain about the manager not getting back anymore because you know, five hundred and fifty million spent in the last two win uh, two seasons. It's like, yeah, that's great, and I'm not I'm not denying that the manager isn't getting back. But if you look like at the average net spend of Arsenal the past five seasons before that, it was like seventy million. Yeah, and compared to compare that to your Uniteds, your Chelseas, your Cities. Um, yes, Liverpool's net spend is, is is good because they obviously sold Coutinho for 150 million or whatever it was. Yeah, but like yeah, it's it's not enough to compete with those teams when you consider how small the net spend was. And I think a lot of the like other big six teams fans will be pointing at the the price tag on Declan Rice and saying it's too much as well. Like like you are. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, any of the big six team would would love to have Declan Rice in their team. 100%. Um, and oh, Sweden's good. Yes. We're watching a Sweden versus Germany uh, Women's World Cup final 2003 in the background while we record this. And Sweden have just scored. Would you believe it? Uh, so but like yeah. 20 minutes in? Um, but yeah. Yeah, like any of them would, would love to have Declan Rice in the team. Um, and yeah, it's just people ragging on Arsenal. Because um, they love to do that, yeah. and like City, and like C- C- people also say that City like maybe just baited us to pay us more. Like, that may that may have been their intention, but like West Ham are also never going to accept anything less than 100 million anyway. Yeah. So whether the City baited us to bid more or not is like part and parcel. Like. Yeah. No. That's that's a stupid narrative. Yeah. Man City were just interested. In yeah, them. they were, and like they, he probably wouldn't have played as much at City even if they did spend that much. Um, but he still would have fit into that team. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, but yeah, happy with it. Uh, our manager's getting backed. Somewhere signing good players. It's fun times to be an Arsenal fan. Happy times. All right. Next, Mason Mount to Manchester This Manchester United. This is an interesting one. Mm. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure how, to f- how I rate it yet. Because face value... You can look at it two ways. One, he had a really poor season last year, uh, and at sixty million, could be seen as a lot. Two, sixty million for a twenty-four-year-old player who was Chelsea's Player of the Year two years in a row, two, two and three years ago, is also very good business hmm. um, for, for United. So, yeah, look, 
I think much like the habits to Arsenal deal, it's just going to depend how 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 where he gets played and how it turns out mm. to see if it's going to be worth it or not. Yeah, I do think if like a midfield three of um, Casemiro, um, Mason Mount, and Bruno Fernandez, how how do you see that that working? I could work. I, I it's think a bit I light think Casemiro could get. I think I've not seen Mason Mount play as an eight much. He's usually like a inside forward slash as a number ten. Ten, yeah. For Chelsea and for England. Uh, not to say he can't do it, uh, and I'm sure Eric Ten Hag has got plans for it, but I, I haven't seen it. Um, so I think if I'm just thinking about it, like without overanalyzing anything, it could leave Casemiro on the island a little bit defensively. Mm. But then I'm also thinking about how it could work because he has that experience playing off the left and right channels. If it, the midfield stays as Eriksen, Fernandez, Casemiro, and then Mason mounts on whatever wing that Rashford isn't on. Yeah. That could also work. Yeah. Because they've tried Fernandez out wide before. And, and Mason Mount's more natural at that. I and mean, Fernandez can stay inside. Yeah. So that could also work. I think I think I think the thing is about him is he is versatile. That's exactly what I was yeah. gonna say, yeah. He's a versatile player. So I think I think the money's actually pretty good. Like if you think about if 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 you think about it in one way, they've paid forty five million pounds less than Arsenal have for Declan Rice for yeah. a central midfielder. So, I, I, I think I do think it will probably turn out different, to be. Yeah, he's a different quantity. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, yeah, it definitely is, and it, I think it, I think it's 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 an upgrade in total squ- in total quality of squad depth. But does it drastically improve their starting eleven? Not sure. Mm. Yeah, but time will tell. Yeah, because it's just very hard. It's like was Mason Mount's bad season just last season just because everyone had a bad season, or is it something more? Yeah. Or was him having a bad season part of the reason why they yeah. had a bad season? Yeah. And it's like, and it was like same thing set for habits. So, yeah, I, I read somewhere that um, yeah he wasn't happy with the contract that Chelsea offered him. Yeah, um, and then the like personal terms with the United were the first thing to be be happy with. And yeah, it was obviously the stalling because he said on like an interview at the yeah, on his first day at United, he was like, "Oh, it became apparent a while ago that I wasn't in Chelsea's plans." It's like, I'm not sure how true that is. I think they would, you were in their plans, just not for the price that you you and your agent wanted. Yeah. And that's maybe, and, he put me, I can, and that they might have been offering him not that good, you know, stuff. Um, but I, I struggle to see Pochettino not wanting him in his team. Yeah. So, not sure. But we'll mm-hmm. see. Yeah. Once once it comes out how much he's on on United, then, we'll, then, we'll, then we can make more, pass more of a judgment on that. But yeah, I think... Football aside, just felt just felt weird. Yeah, and him in the number seven shirt, just I don't At know. United, yeah, yeah it's weird. Just it's just a very weird look. Yeah. I, I don't know how to feel about it. Yeah. Um, and also massive shoes to fill for that number. Like legends have like worn that number. Oh, I really would have pre- preferred to see Garnacho get it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, also think Garnacho is potentially got a higher ceiling talent wise than Mason Mount does. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, he's, it's a marquee English son. He kind of got to give him the number seven if he wants it. So yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, moving on, we've got James Madison to Spurs. Um, I was really annoyed at this because it's really good business for mm. forty million. That's an absolute steal. Uh, I can see him fitting really well in Antipostokoglu's system as a number ten. 
I can also see if they keep hold of Kane with Richardson and Son, um, Madison feeding those three exceptionally well. Um, yeah, it's just really good business from Tottenham as much as I hate to say it. Yeah. And when you start saying it like that, the the squad's actually starting to sound yeah not not so very bad because if you think about it like I don't P- Postecoglou doesn't play a three at the back so if he can figure out the defense mm. and then it's a midfield of Bentancur, Ho- uh, Hoibjerg, Hoibjerg, Madison in front, and then Kane, Son, Richarlison, or if Kane leaves, Richarlison, Son, Gulusevski. Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a top that's a top six seven. Midfield and attack. Yeah. Not yeah. sure if it's top four, but I don't think anyone expects Spurs to if be... If Kane's in there, then it's top four. <laughs> Maybe. If you think about the teams that are in the... Like, what? Is it, is it better than Liverpool, City, Arsenal, United? I don't think so. Mm. Yeah, probably not, actually. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I mean... I don't know. Kane is just that good that if they do hold on to him... Yeah, true. Like I can see it. Happening. Maybe, but I, I, yeah, I just think that I, I can say because we're, we're, yeah, it's, it's probably a top four midfield and attack. But then you got to think Spurs' defense was what will yep. cause them to not be in the top four. Yeah. Um, one thing that one sighting just now that I mentioned Liverpool that I actually haven't written down, but I've just now remembered <laughs> is uh, Dominic Schobberslay. Yeah. Uh, to Liverpool. Um, for not that much in the end, I think it was like sixty million pound release clause. Yeah, okay. 70 million euros. Uh, that's a phenomenal piece of business, in my opinion. Mm. Um, he's really good. <laughs> I mean, I, I've always... Um, like, I've heard of a lot of hype around Dominic Schobbers. I saw him play a little bit um, for hung- Hungary in the in the Euros. Mm. Um, but yeah, if, if, if we're t- to believe the hype, it, it sounds like a very yeah. good. It sounds like a very good. From deal. the f- few clips I've seen, he looks really good. Yeah, looks, I know. I know. Highlights can paint a better picture, but just offensively, I'm not sure how good he is defensively, but offensively, so good. Mm. Yeah, it d- it does seem like another good signing and another good you know strengthening of their midfield, which you know, which was a bit shaky last yeah. last season. Hundred so. percent. Yeah. Um, also, I heard someone say that uh, I think they faced Chelsea round one. If Kepa's still in goal and Chelsea haven't signed a, a keeper by round one, Dominic Sob- and Dominic Sobersai starts, he's going to score a, a a goal from 25 plus yards. Because like, that's his thing. Like He's got like a compilation of like amazing strikes from distance. Yeah. And Kepa yeah. being kind of short um, has copped a few strikes from distance. Hmm. Notably, like Enciso and a few others, but um, yeah. but yeah, I think it's a, I, I just based on from what I've heard and the bits and pieces that I've seen in the Champions League and in the Euros as well. Yeah, look, they needed upgrades in midfield, and McAllister was the first good step, and this is an even is, is arguably just as good, if not even better, step. So, I think Liverpool. And I'm not being hyperbolic when I say this. Are one more midfield signing away from challenging again for the league next year? Mm. I'd be, I'm I'm very worried as a fellow title contender yeah <laughs> feels weird to say that uh of them because i think the uh, if they sign if they do get romeo lavia from southampton or just another defensive midfielder to compete with fabinho slash potentially take over from fabinho their attacks already stacked and their defense will have a little bit of pressure taken off them because of they've got a better midfield yeah. and it'll get back to being good um yeah look out 
Look out. Yeah, and, and I Germany think as, as, um, as, as Trent adapts a bit more to that kind of like stepping inside and creating the box midfield as well, I think that is, is going to benefit yeah. them a lot as yeah, well. Yeah, they're going to be very good next year, I think. Like he's just so good when he's, when he's like on the offensive. Yeah. And so if he's doing that more, they're just going to be so much better. Mm. Who, um, who scored? I, I, I saw Jungberg scored for Sweden, the, the opener. This is... Nineart, Minart, Minart, good finish, one one, cool under pressure. All right, uh, the the next one is a bit of like it's 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 big because of the fee, um, and because of like the hype. But I don't because of, because none of neither of us watch City R much. I don't we can't really comment on it too much. Sandro Tonali to Newcastle, mm. um, apparently he's very good. Uh, I've I've seen I've seen a like short like um, highlight clip on a few of the goals he scored. Um, look, looks decent. Looks good. But again, most people look decent in the highlight clips. Um, yeah. How how much do you know about him? I know that he was like a favorite son of AC Milan and like predicted to be like the future of the club because he was only twenty one. Yeah. Um, they were saying like potentially future captain and stuff like that. Um. But uh, but but no, AC Milan uh, like like most clubs in Italy, AC Milan does like any, anyone's for sale if they're getting a seventy million pound bid because mm. they need money. All those clubs. So, and then you hear the reports about him crying and not wanting to leave, and then you see all the reports of him being like, "Oh, the Milan, <laughs> the Milan facilities are better and stuff." Yeah, uh, I don't actually think he's that unhappy to join Newcastle. I think people have drummed that up a bit, um, but. Yeah, like like the history of Italian players c- coming from City out to the Premier League and succeeding isn't great. Like Jorginho is probably the best success story, and he he's he's he was good for two seasons, but hmm. I think you can also you can cry when you leave your boyhood club and also be alright about going to another club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. And if your girlfriend asks, oh, "Is the gym bigger here?" and it's not, then you saying, "What are you gonna be like?" No, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then there's like there was another photo because like all the photos in the in, in the Newcastle kids is like pretty deadpan like he doesn't it's not smiling but then there's like there's a photo of him and his girlfriend on like a yacht in the middle of the ocean and he's also not smiling in that it's like I think it's just he's just one of those pretty serious kind of guys yeah yeah that sort of Italian aura but yeah look if you're to believe the hype next to next to Gimaraish and Joe Linton and Co. That's a nice midfielder. He's a midfielder. Yeah, he's a central midfielder. Central midfielder. Yeah. So it seems like a, another good bit of business for and another piece for Eddie Howe to play in his game. So the fee was sev- 70 million. Euros. 70 million euros. Yeah. yeah. He's the most expensive Italian player to join the Premier League. Really? Yeah. Jorginho was the previous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that's not much for Newcastle these days. Um, and yeah. I think it's equaling it's sorry. equaling what they paid for Isak. Yeah. So it's their club record fee. Yeah. Or equal club record fee. But you know, it just doesn't feel like it. No. It, it, it will like it, 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 this will not be their record fee for long. I no. don't think. No. no. All right. Finally, we can't uh, sign off on the episode without talking about Everton. Uh, they, I'm not sure if it's been signed yet, but it's like pretty much confirmed that they're going to pick up Ashley Young. It's here we go. It's here we go. Yeah. It's here we go. There we go. Ashley Young to Everton, the 38-year-old 
Premier League journeyman mm. uh, signing for Everton. I don't. I think he's still got plenty of life left in him. Like he was playing for Villa fairly regularly. Yeah. Um, if I'm an, I, like I'm, you're an Everton fan, so I'm not going to speak for you. But if I'm thinking of Everton fan, I'm sort of thinking like this better not be it type of thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Well, I just think. I don't mind it to be honest. It's yeah. like a, it's another person who can play fullback. Yeah, many people you who need can play fullback, fullback cover for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that's what it would be. It seems like a very Sean Dyche signing. Yeah, well. and he's he's a very experienced player. Um, obviously, has won the Premier League, played at multiple different teams. I don't know how many games he's played. I'm surprised but he he's still this good at 38. By the way. Yeah, I didn't. I can't. I didn't realize he was 38. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, first signing for the summer. It's not the most exciting thing. Um, Maybe he isn't 38. I swear I heard he was 38. I wouldn't be that surprised if he was. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, first signing of the summer. Apparently also interested... Apparently, yeah, uh, Wilfred uh, Nyoto um, is getting closer. Nice. Yeah. So that's another... Winger in in the case where we lose Damari Gray, which I don't know, it just seems like he's he been linked Dice's everywhere. Plans, yeah, it's been linked every. Uh, yeah, I mean, towards the end of last season, he definitely was out of favour. Yeah, but he just just keeps on being linked with different clubs. So. Yeah, and ro- also a player that you were linked with, uh, Rodrigo, is now signing for a Qatari side. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so about uh, maybe that was never really happening. Mm. Yeah, again, I didn't see it any on any. Um, publication with any sort of yeah. My feeling with Everton is it's going to be a lot of interested in looking at reported reportedly keeping their eye on yeah X player until like a month or less than a month ago before the season starts and then you'll start picking things yeah. up a bit. I think it's because Everton's financial situation isn't amazing. So. Yeah, I think Mason mounts on uh, Mason Mason Holgate's on his way out. Yeah, I think you need to make some. See some uh, room on the wage bill. Yes, yeah. So may, need yeah. to do may uh, do some outgoings to make some funds. Yeah. But yeah, uh, unless you've got anything else to add, Wilbur, I think that'll do us. Yeah. No. Yeah. Bring on the World Cup. Bring on the World Cup. Uh, we'll be back for one more episode before the World Cup starts next week. Not sure what we're going to talk about now that we've done everything to do with previewing it. But I'm sure there'll be something we can react to the game we went to on we're going to on Friday. Yeah. True. Amongst other things. Uh, but yes, it's almost 11.30. Uh, we've been going for almost 55 minutes. Um, follow us on Spotify. Follow us on our Instagram, 40hourswitch.pod. If you've made it this far, give us a five-star rating. Um, and tell Wilbur happy birthday for yesterday. And we'll see you next time. time.